welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host Ryan this week, and joining me is not Crofton. Crofton is, uh, well, I was going to make a joke about him being too busy to be on holidays, but uh, we decided to uh, take a week off. And um, since Gwen did such a great job on her episode, I thought I would bring uh, two thirds of the Murphy family onto the podcast. Now I know Caden is here. Caden, how's it going? Good. Yeah, and you've been on the show before, right? Cause yeah, you... yeah. I, I, but it was a really short episode, like this one. Yeah. But I think I think it was a bit longer, maybe twenty minutes. This is a mini because yeah. uh, we've been given fifteen minutes by mom. She's yeah. uh, she's uh, yeah. taken one third of the chaos away. But uh, if you haven't heard the uh, the the giggling in the background, we have Abigail making her debut on the podcast. Hi. Abby, say hi. Hi. You can say more than hi. Go ahead. <laughs> No, she's too shy. Well, you know, she is here. You'll probably hear her rumbling around. Um, okay, so let's let's kick things off. So uh, Crofton always gives me a hard time when I don't explain what Dungeons and Diapers is. So we kick things off with the Dungeons, uh, which is sort of what we've been enjoying, what we've been playing, usually geeky related. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about... Dungeon Murder, uh, a card game that we've been playing. So, so okay. I'm gonna I'm going to basically step back here and ask Kate and Abigail to explain what Dungeon Murder is. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, so it's basically a card game that sort of has a bad name, sorta, because it, it doesn't actually have any model in it, and Basically, what you do is get your dungeons and take other people's dungeons. And you, when you want to set them down, you just yeah. set them down on your yeah. turn. And get more cards and then just... And there's some special cards that we go, like, we giggle when we get them. So, like, yeah, so like, there was the Stop Victory. And it's not, like, a bad game. Just yeah. the name is kind of... <laughs> it's so funny because I went on about this and uh, I know I didn't train you kids to go on about the name, but I'm curious. You talked a lot about setting down dungeon chamber sets. There's a lot of fun cards. Yeah. You talked about the stop victory card, which is allows you to kind of like stop someone from winning for one turn. Yeah, it's it's really real. But what what is another card you really like? I think the, um, the talisman one you like. Yeah, right? the talisman, I, I sort of find it as like a bit of a threat. Because, like, it's it's a bit not, like, I don't know, like, it's, it has a giant foot on it with a bone sticking out, and it has a face. Yeah. It's really ugly. It's the talisman. It, yeah. The distracting talisman. It steals an entire uh, dungeon and set. And the blue dragon. The blue dragon. Yeah, that's It, like, one. takes money from the pile. Yeah. So that's the other thing. You have a vault, and you want to fill it with gold. With like, right. It's, it's funny like, how we're having this side. Con- Can you stop whispering? It's in like my ear? just, it's just like money, but it's, but it's just oh, on a card. So yeah, like there's, there's a lot of fun there with, with the gold vaults and stuff. And I think like, the cool part is, is that I'm pretty sure we've all won around. Abigail's, you've won before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Caden, you've won before. Yeah, I've won a lot of times. Like, <laughs> Abby got frustrated that I keep winning. Yeah. Well. Don't. don't- <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I guess to you know round out our dungeon murder conversation, it's not available to purchase just yet. It was only via the Kickstarter. You know no. the guy it's, who invented it's it. Just yeah, like, Scott Johnson. It's just like kind of. It's kind of like a cool of a game. Like, it's it's it has a mat and you sit down. Yeah, we have mat. a mat. Yeah, it. I I think it comes with the mat. No, I, I had to pay extra. It does, and and here's a and here's a deck where you where you pick up two cards at the end of your turn. Yeah, and I feel like and if you put like a rock. Um, you can get two cards. <laughs> yeah, there's the rock. Um, yeah. There's a couple of different variety of cards that allow you to pick up two cards. Yeah. And then if you play all, what happens when you play all your cards? Oh, what you get to pick up five, five cards instead of two. And here's something really cool about the game. There is this card that allows you to steal, like one card, and I feel like. And it's then not really. you can steal dungeon stats with the foot. Yeah. The sudden attack is yeah. the... Uh, the sudden attack. I feel like the sudden a, attack is like the hand stopping. No, that's rebuke. Yeah. Yeah, rebuke is like a thing that when it when stops the card, it stops the card from doing it. Yeah. When it's... Yeah, but you can play it if it's not your turn. But if it is your turn, you can't play it because no one's like... Doing anything like doing in. Do you know what rebuke reminds me of? It's not you're not gonna know what I'm talking about, but the listeners at home might. There's a there's a TV show in a card game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. And there'd be moments where they'd be playing, and then the other player would say, "Ah, but you've fallen into my trap." And then they reveal the trap card. It always feels like the rebuke is like that. You drop oh. that rebuke card, oh. and someone who thought they were about to win suddenly realizes, "Oh." And also is that. Now that you remind me of that, that's what, now it also reminds me, that reminds me of of the Stop Victory again. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap things up on Dungeon Murder because we have some other topics yeah. we want to get to. We have a lot. A lot. Um, yeah, what? a bunch. A bunch. <laughs> it's true. Okay, we have two. What, is, what are final thoughts on Dungeon Murder? I want to start with Abigail because Caden obviously has talked a lot. So has Dad. No, don't whisper. Talk to the... No, oh, what does final thoughts mean? What do, what do you think about Dungeon Murder? What do you want to tell folks at home that we haven't talked about yet? What do you think? Do you I like the game? I think like it's kind of cool and I like it. And like kind of like each people won, but my sister doesn't know how to play and my mom like never played. She doesn't know. Yeah, she she's played a bunch of times. She's played a few times. What about buns? Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> And yeah, so I mean, uh, we we have a good time with it. Yeah, Isabel's only three; she's too young. And but you you all the art on the card—it's all color coded. All the art kind of tells you, and like you can know what to do, right? Because you see the art. And my favorite thought is the the axe guy, the axe guy, the axe guy. Oh yeah, the axe guy. But I orc attack. Yeah, orc attack. What's orc attack? You swap dungeon cards. So, So like. you get, get a, you you when you lay you down it, then something you, funny you can like you can like switch the card. It's like sharing stuff. I thought we would talk about uh, Christmas quickly. Yeah. Uh, I know we're still halfway through our holidays. You guys aren't back to school. I feel like we should week. talk about a bit of something else. No, 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 no. Why? We're gonna talk about Christmas. How was everyone's Christmas? Did you enjoy it was your Christmas? Really good. I enjoyed my really Christmas. Good. Even yeah. I got candy. 
It was yeah. we we didn't get Halloween candy, but we added it to all Halloween candy. Yeah, not telling anyone that we 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 had more Wait. Halloween candy yeah. than we thought, but yeah. And our sister couldn't go out for Halloween, Halloween because she was sick. She was. Well, yeah. She wasn't sick. Sick. She wasn't sick. Sick. She sick. Was, like, sick. Tired. She, she was like. She was tired. Very tired. It was. I. I believe it was a first time going. No, it wasn't. She's three. No, I. I think it was. No, no it wasn't. I don't Wait, think it was. Are we talking about Halloween? Or are we talking about Christmas? We're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you put your extra candy in the Halloween bags. That's great. Yeah. You hid your candy. So, what kind of toys? Um, talk about one toy that you got. Uh, I got a puzzle and I. And, like, Dad also got, like, a drink for adults. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a puzzle. You, you you talked a little bit about what I got. I got some video games that you're not allowed to play because well, they're amateur. No. We're allowed to play some of your video games. I'm going to tell you one yeah, big thing. But there's, I'm good, but there's a lot of small things in it. Sure. So it may take a bit longer. Well, what did you get? So I got this Dino Smash kit. Yeah, I've not heard of it before. Yeah, I, I've heard of it on lots of commercials. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah, at school. They, they have yeah, lots school. of commercials. You have commercials at school? Hundreds. Thousands. I guess yeah, it hundreds. is free. It's ad-supported, right? Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> back to the Smash <laughs> Dinosaur thingy, whatever it is. So I opened it and there was a bunch of these like scrape pads and and, then, and like I slime. saw like, and like daddy and like everybody like saw like a goof in a bag yeah. and like, like and I touched it and it was like it's so gross. It's it's like, gross. I, I didn't like it. It was so it's not slimy. Gross. It's not gross. Okay, it okay. is. It's just let's well, if it's close to you or not, but that's okay. Let Caden talk about his so, gift. I got it, and there was a bunch of different stuff in it. So first of all, I opened it, and there was this little thing full of slime. It was like Play-Doh, and then it's the second Play-Doh. thing, it was it was sort of it was another slime, and then I had that goopy stuff that Abby and it had dinosaurs inside, right? Yeah, it had dinosaur bones, and then you build the dinosaur. Uh-huh. But at the end, it was funny because it had a giant mess. Like, it, I jumped it, and it was literally a bunch of these teeny tiny balls into connecting balls. Like, right. But it, it, it was, like, so, like, like, quicksand. It it said it was quicksand. Huh. So, uh, that's really cool. I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but it, it was, like... So they have these toys that are kind of like grab bag toys. Like yeah. it's it's blind sort of pulls, I guess. Like where you mm-hmm. randomize, you don't know what you're going to get. Abby's walking around. Abby, have you lost interest in the podcast? We're, we're going to sign off soon. You don't have to whisper. You can talk. Okay. Um, well, we're going to sign off, uh, I think, what about, what about seeing... Well, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you're looking for the... Where is it? It's so... Down, it might be downtown. You wonder what the noise is in the background if you hear it. It's all baby sister. Well, actually, Tomball now. Yeah, she's having a bath. Yeah, and now I think she's out getting dressed. Yeah, she might come down and say hi if she feels like she wants to. But but she's she's you may not be able to understand her. She 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 can talk. Yeah. But it, oh, it's like here it is here. So oh, it's this giant skull thing. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure we gently set it down because it, okay, it will. Don't no, can you not want to do it? Okay.
Okay, what are we doing? So, uh, give it to me. Oh. No, I'll sell them. Okay, I'll careful them. with it, please. Huh. Abby! Okay, seriously, guys, careful. Abby, stop it. Quiet. Stop okay, it. what are we doing? Can so, we we're opening it. I'm gonna open it. We're not opening it. We're not doing it. We're just gonna press the Just push the eyeball to make a sound. Oh, I've not heard to make that before. Welcome to Doino Island. So it's pirate themed. It's a dinosaur attack. <laughs> All right. This is now I know how Crofton feels with the soundboard. Okay, let's put it aside. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We've gone around the. Okay, I'm gonna set it over here. Great work, everybody. So. So that's if it's creepy to you, that's fine. It's creepy to me too, and my dad. It's not creepy to me. It's like so. The last podcast I was in. We were talking, me and dad were talking about Canada's Wonderland, and that reminds me of something. Yeah, it? like going on the ride. Yeah, it reminds me of something like that. So it reminds me of this feeling when I have no. three ale, like I have ale time, lots of ale time on this <laughs> ride yeah. called Yukon Strike. Yeah, Yukon Striker is so fascinating. Have you, if you heard of the water ride, well... We went well. The water ride, it, it, it's it's yeah. Uncle, you go under grandma's. You go down and then it goes so fast. You would get wet, but you should have your swimsuit on. No, you don't. And you would go down <laughs> so fast so, and get wet. What, um, what, what does that have to do with Christmas? So 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 I um and I also have this other ride that I I sort of I, I hate it. But I go on it just for the fun. Uh-huh. It's called Flight Duck. Okay, we're not talking about roller coasters. Okay, so, so yeah, yes, so it, I, it's pretty bumpy. All right, I, I, I got like the Christmas. I got like I got like a bracelet maker. Yeah. But it's like it's like you got like kind of it's like braiding, but yeah. I think it oh, is yeah. braiding. And yeah. I got a bead one, but I put it in the sorting kit. Little bedrooms are and like tidy. The, the machine oh, that that's you used to have it's like click 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 click. You yeah, got, it's you like got an elastic. Like it's like this big case of elastics yeah. to make like bracelets out of. Oh, and you also got Hot Wheels. Uh, yeah, you got some Hot. Yeah, wheels. I got some Hot Wheels. Yeah, but and it's electronic. It goes by itself. But you, the one thing that you have to do it is you, you just have to set it, push it. You and have. You gotta set it down and then push but it. You have. To do it yourself, you have to push it. Oh, wow. Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah, but not too hard. You okay. should do. Well, it sounds like we had a lot, we did have a lot of fun for Christmas. Although... Wait, what, what about, what about, mom and Izzy? I'm well, going to go call them. You go see if Izzy's ready. Um, we did have pink eye in the house, so that was fun. Daddy was not feeling too good. And three people in our family, like, a uh, three-year-old has pink eye and our mom and dad has pink eye. So, and me and Kaden and my dog, Zoe, she's cute, and she's so fluffy, and we are the only ones who don't have pink eyes. I have a question. My dad, too, I'm sitting on his lap, and he has Um, pink eyes. I have a question for you. But it's gotten a lot better. Go ahead. you, and so for dad and... And I like Pokemon, too. Abby, (laughs) can you please stop talking so... Okay. I wanted to tell... Um, oh, all of you that this is the uh, first time. Oh, by the way, Izzy's Izzy's here. Yeah, this is the first time that I've 
had a podcast with the whole family. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the first time with Dad having the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Dad is going to have a little Where's the question? So, like, Dad is going to have a When will... Uh, if we do this again, <laughs> when will we do it? I don't when know. That's a great question. I don't know what uh, it could be a while, but I think everyone's getting a little tired. It's uh, bedtime. No, play with the balloons. No, well, yeah, we are we are doing uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Yay. Eve, New Year's Eve. Yeah, but it's not actually New Year's Eve. It's not. No. So, anyways, this is uh, this is chaos. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, Isabel, do you have anything you want to say now you're here? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um. <laughs> day. Um, why Thank you, Ryan and family, for that very interesting holiday retrospective. And now it is time for the main event of the evening. I'm talking about Crofton and his daughter returning Daddy Award winner, Gwen Steers. Gwen, welcome back. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good, you? It's going great. What time is it now, do you know? Uh, probably like 10 p.m. It's coming up on 10 p.m. That's how messed up our bedtime is right now. You should be asleep, but you're here. Okay. Yeah, but Clara's asleep. So, uh, but we found a spot. Clara just fell asleep, too. So, and the cats are really interested in what we're doing. Get out of here, buddy. Stop it, Dewey. So, we are uh, recording the second half of our holiday special of Dungeons & Diapers. It's happy 2024, everyone, from the Steers household. Gwen and I are here. Uh, You just heard from Ryan and his family. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that we did over the Christmas break, some of the fun gifts we got. So, Gwen, without further ado, tell me a little bit about Christmas Day. Were you excited? I was very excited, but I wanted stuff to go how we always did when we go downstairs and then we go from youngest to oldest, taking turns pulling a present out of our stocking and unwrapping it so everyone could see it. And we did that, and it was very fun. And then we moved on to the presents underneath the tree. So when we were doing the presents from Santa, you didn't want everybody opening them at the same time? Yes, because I find that's kind of like, if you see something that someone got that's cool, that it's always like, oh, right to the next present. Yeah, because present, I agree with you, because like, you get, and that's how it was for me, too. Like, we would all open up stuff, and sometimes, you know, when you open something from your stocking, you're like, oh, you know, your brother opened something, you get it. If if you see Clara open something, you're like, oh, I'm going to get one of those probably too, you know? So you get a preview of what's in your stocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so what were the big hits this year for you? So one thing that I was asking for for like two months before Christmas was a $150 calico critter red roof country and calico critters are these little like 
fuzzy animals that are super duper cute that you get in those different ones like little rabbits or little kittens or triplet kittens and they're very fun. So I asked for a dollhouse with furniture to keep them all. And did you get it? I got it from my mom and dad. Yeah, there's no way we were going to let Santa get that one. We were like, uh, we are going to give you the big red country house. And have you entirely decorated it? Yes, I decorated it, put all the furniture up, and then after that I made a $140 list of every calico critter I must own. So what's funny about that to me is that the calico critter house was like, Everybody has a gift that they remember wanting when they were a kid. And for me, like I, I told you about Spider-Man figurines. I wanted my Spider-Man figurines and they were hard to come by when I was a kid. But it was just really fun seeing you really want something because you wanted that. You talked about that Calico Critter House for like a month. And so uh, it was fun seeing you you get that. And we had to even be sneaky because you were so well versed with what the calico critter red roof country house looked like that we knew if we put it under the tree you would know what box it was so yeah so you were and you were snooping the tree too weren't you i was like is this it is this it but then on christmas morning i knew exactly which one it was yeah no, for sure. We took it out. We took it out then. So, yeah, you got the thing that you most wanted. Was there anything that you got that you thought, like, was maybe something that you didn't ever know existed or that you weren't super interested in and then you got it and you were like, wow, this is awesome? No, but I got this Lucky Ducky pillow because I like playing this Lucky Ducky machine at the arcade. That isn't a win every time, but you win very often. Like a claw machine? Yeah. I hate those things, yes. And I like winning, so it was like this pillow that at the top you could zip up and you put your hand in and you grab a ducky and then put it through the chute and it will pop out and then you can pretend you won, got a Lucky Ducky, which I really enjoyed. Sweet. Uh, sweet. Did you get any good games? Uh, well, S- Santa Claus addressed this game to the Steers family that I love so much, and I know my mom does too, called Azul, which is a game about tiling walls. It's a board Azul. game? Yep. As opposed to a video game? Yeah. I got a video game I like too called Pikman 4 from my grandma, which I played today and pretty much every day. And which which one do you want to talk about first, the Azul tiling game or the Pikmin 4 game? Um, the Azul tiling game. All right. Do you want to explain it or do you want me to explain it and you can tell me what you think? Uh, you can explain it. Sure. I, I find board games are tough to explain on podcasts and stuff. But it, what is great about Azul, this board game, is is that like it's it's sort of like a a very quick and easy to play game but also strategic it's one where you're trying to score points and you do and the you do that by um collecting these tiles and it's divided into three phases and one the first phase is where you get the tiles the second phase is where you place the tiles and the third phase is where you score points and uh when you collect the tiles, the tiles are all really nicely made. Like, they're fun to hold in your hand. They feel good. And uh, and 
you can only put one color of tile down on each row and there's method to the madness. You can't just put them down willy nilly. You've got to fill up these kind of rows to be able to move a tile to your wall. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but it's actually pretty simple. There's no dice rolls, so there's no real luck. It's just, you know, you play the round and you're playing with with other people where if you take a color, they might have needed that color. And then, they, you know, if, if they're in a situation where they get a tile that they don't want, it actually penalizes them. It goes down to the bottom and they lose points. And so the third part after you tile your wall is calculating the points for that round. And it's always interesting to see because you can have combos as your tiles touch each other and stuff. Anyway, this game came out a couple of years ago and I think it won some board game awards, but man, uh, I know mom really likes it. I really like it. I think it was, it was from Santa. I'd never heard of it before. Yes, it's very fun. I also like the end of game bonuses that can really turn the game. Like someone's winning and then maybe the person in last place comes back and beats you all. What's what are, what's an example of one of those bonuses? Well, there's rows. Yeah. And if you fill up a row down and not horizontal, you will get a seven point bonus and if you end the game by doing it horizontal you get a two point bonus but the biggest bonus is if you like there's if you get a red tile on every row or like the same color tile on every row you get a 10 plus bonus yeah i know that was that threw me through a loop and i see you often going for that bonus so azul is the name of the game and we had a z u l and uh, I know there's like like stained glass variants and all of this. Whenever I explain it to someone, they're not super excited because it, it, there's not tons of adventure or like pirates or whatever. But there's something that's just, just inherently really fun about playing the, the game and like picking up the tiles. I like it a lot anyway. Um, so the one Switch game we got, we, we had a pretty good year with Switch game. Last time you were on, you talked about Mario Wonder, the time before that when you were on, you talked about Zelda. So there weren't that many other big Nintendo games to get, but you got one called Pikmin 4. Had you ever played any of the other Pikmin? No, but I jumped into how Pikmin worked right away. Really? Tell me, how does it go? So you start the game, and this guy, Captain Oliver, is stuck. His ship fell apart. And he's stranded on these planets. And he's trying to get the pieces back to rebuild a ship. And he finally did it, but then he came to this place where all his little guys named Pikman, which there's a bunch of different types, but we started with like red Pikman, which are fire Pikman, which are little guys that look kind of like, like carriage and stuff. And... And they help you. They love carrying stuff for you. And they like, they're like a tool that helps you. But they're, sometimes they're different colors. And that means they're different, they have different advantages. They can beat bad guys. Like the red Pikmin are fire Pikmin. So they can beat fire bad guys very easily and not get burned. And you have a whistle to call your Pikmin if they're far away. So... Captain Oliver is stranded, and his ship called the SS Dolphin 
which I love the name because my favorite animal is dolphins, fell apart. So he sent out an SOS. And this team picked it up and they came to save Captain Olimar. But embarrassingly, their ship fell apart too. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so they got stranded in all. So the, a Wookiee that I named Wave had to come and save them all. So the Wookiee Wave was on a mission to save everyone in her team that went to save Captain Olimar so then they could go and save Captain Olimar. So she went and she immediately found the first person she had to save. Not a person, an animal. The rescue dog, a watchy, which is, I'm pretty sure, pretty new. He's super cute, and he can help you carry stuff. But later in the game, they let you upgrade him so he can do things and help you more. And you can ride him around, and the Pikmin would ride him, and he can swim. He's very useful. You know, you know that's a lot like Ryan, who I do the co- co-host of this show. Like, he, he at first he started rough, but then I upgraded him with all sorts of features. And now he can do stuff like he does editing. He does, like, he does bumpers. Anyway, all sorts of new features. He's like Mayawachi. Okay. And now, so the next... But is you find after Awachi, you explore, you beat some bad guys, but Awachi just attacks them, but he has a health bar. The Pikmin don't, they just turn into little ghosts and float off, which is pretty annoying, but... You mean sad? Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> and then the... But Awachi goes back to your base to heal, and then once you think he has, like, a good amount of health, you go wake him up. And so, then I found the next person. It is this guy who was kind of like a a venter guy. He knew how to fix some stuff up. He was pretty smart, too. And he told us, like, about how it all worked, which I'm not going to spoil. But then we had to get back to their ship to save Captain Olimar, the SS Shepherd, And... So we went into this cave when we found the captain, which is this girl who got saved by a rescue pup as a child. Yeah, that was, she was trying to fight these bugs. So I watched you beat them up, obviously, because he's so awesome. Can I pause you for a mm-hmm. sec? One thing I find interesting about this game because I watched the beginning, of you're playing it, and you're playing this one kind of independently without me uh, so far, although I, I'd like to play Pikmin 4. I just haven't found the time yet. But when you're... When, there was a lot, I thought, at the beginning, compared to other Nintendo games, of characters talking and them introducing new stuff and you saving people. And, and there's a lot... Of, and because there's no voice acting, you have to read it all, right? Yes. Like, more than other... Like, we had just played Mario Wonder. There's almost no reading in that. Yeah, but so then we save the captain and she introduces our missions. So then our mission was we were going to explore this planet and we're all super tiny. So like our garden is like a big invention. Like first we're like, oh, what is this? 
So I went to go explore a garden to find more guys that could help us, more people in the SS team. And I went there, but what's annoying is there's this little meter, daytime and night, and in the night, bad guys come out super big. So you have to get home before night. And if you leave Pikmin behind, they show you a super sad scene of them getting destroyed, which I've only seen once, gladly. And so then there's a lot of stuff you can do, and you unlock more people. And But some main things I'm going to tell you about, instead of going every little step in the game, yeah, yeah. is there's Spike Liam. Our SF's ship... A shepherd that crashed. Um, we need to get spikelium to power it up. Right. And once we have enough spikelium, as soon as you have enough, you always need more. Annoyingly, you get then. But where do you get spikelium from? You might ask. Shiny rocks. No, that's kind of off. Why? Like, think about it. Sparkly rocks. That's what I would think would give you sparkly. No. Okay. So, Fine. we, I was in that land, that guidance land, and everyday objects we use that are shiny, like a stopwatch or like a toy boat, is scattered around the land. And they're normally super big, and of the sparkly spikily they have spikelium and the bigger they are normally the more spikelium they give you which lets you like make get more stuff for your ship i find after the first times it's boring collecting spikelium because you're like go and get it a watchy or pikman bring it back and then since a watchy comes back to you after bringing something back to the ship but the pikman stay there so you have to go all the way back yeah, I have a question about that, actually. Yeah. So I played a lot of games like this where you control armies and stuff. The Pikmin are kind of like that, like you send them out to do yeah. stuff. But I always get kind of stressed when I forget about somebody and they're just sitting there doing nothing or sometimes multiple people or whole groups of people. So does that happen with the Pikmin, that they'll just sit there? And does that bother you? You've never played really a game like this where they're... You're well, con- you have a whistle to call them back. But when it's getting near nighttime, yeah. like two hours before night, I have this annual thing when I check my radar, I check where all the Pikmin I've left behind, which is normally like two or three, near my ship, and I go and get them, and then at night it says, hurry up, and then I go back to the ship. Okay, no, that makes sense. So I have a, I have another question before you move on to explaining more stuff about Pikmin. Um, so I... I like you've explained a lot about how the game works, a little bit about the story, all of that sort of stuff. But I still, and I, I can tell from your voice, it sounds like you really are enjoying it. But how would you rate it, like in terms of games that you've played? Like all the games I well, played. Well, I, I mean, just like, like is it uh, a a an okay game, a good game, a great game, a fantastic I, game? I. It, find it's a fantastic game. It's very good oh. and fun. It's the first one I felt I really played independently and I understand it and I felt it was very fun and I liked when like because the boss added this automatic naming thing yeah. to like every piece of Spikelium. So a compass is called 
a arrow thingy, and you're like, that's a compass, not an arrow thingy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets yeah. It automatic names. I always, I saw some of that. I found yeah. it funny. So if somebody had Mary a Wonder in their one hand and and this in the other hand and had to decide of which they were going to buy, would you say that this is a better game than Mario Wonder or the same or worse? I would ask them a question. What? Do you want to play it with your family? Or do you want to play it with, like, you or two people? And if they said their family, totally Mario Wonder. Okay. And if they said Pikmin, I would probably... Like, one player, I would probably say Pikmin, but... You can play two players, but the two players are pretty bad because the second player, all they do is throw little pebbles. Yeah. So I find it just really leaves the other player out. Like, I think the other player should play as a watchie or something. That would make more sense. I I think that's a good idea. Um, okay. Before I clo- we close up on Pikmin 4, is there anything else you wanted to say about it? That I didn't tell you about two other big Thing. Okay. The different types of Pikmin, the onions, which I love, and the rescuers. Once you rescue people, they sometimes are on the team, but sometimes because other people got the SOS single that Olimar sent out, but embarrassingly, all their ships crashed too. And so you would find that. Like, you would find somebody, like, that just says, like, they're a fashion designer, and they are, like, a fashion designer, and sometimes they give you a side quest, but they never give you anything really new and juicy, so you only are really excited when you get somebody on the team. Then the other thing I wanted to tell you about is the types of Pikmin. There are... A lot of types of Pikmin, and I have to keep track of what they all do, which is annoying. Red Pikmin, I told you, the fire Pikmin. Then there's these gates that are electric, and the yellow Pikmin, which I find are the most useful Pikmin. That you want to throw a Pikmin up to, on a ledge, but it's a little too high, switch to yellow Pikmin. They can be shot higher. They, like, you can fill them super high. They are really good at digging, so there's an object, a, a speculum object in the ground. That's, like, what you would want to do. And they can, like, those gates, they can break down, like, with the electric. And they beat electric bad guys really easily. And there's one or two more types of Pikmin. They are the blue Pikmin. That was a huge puzzle for me to get. And Pikmin normally drown in water. A Watchy normally drowns in water. But eventually, a Watchy's trainer, the boss, got a breakthrough with him in the bathtub so he can swim. He does the doggy paddle. <laughs> and he's pretty slow swimmer, but he's good. But Blue Pikmin can carry objects in the water that nobody else can do. And... They are excellent swimmers. And then there are ice Pikmin, which I find are the ones I have the least of and the hardest to get. Ice Pikmin can break down ice fences, like electric fences, but ice. They can break down other things. Like, also, like they are really good against ice bad guys, and 
you also can break stuff. Like, if you put a ice Pikmin in the water, you can freeze the water at a point, and then you can walk on it, which I find really good for figuring out puzzles. I have this big puzzle, which was almost my favorite part of the game so far, that I figured out based on ice Pikmin and a watchie. And then there are rock Pikmin, which I just discovered today. Yay! And I had, like, two boss fights with them, and they're really good. But I find, like, the ones you would use the least often. Normally, if a Pikmin got rolled over, or, like, something steps on it, they die, float into a little ghost. Very sad. And then... But the walk Pikmin won't. They'll just be in the ground and then come out. And so they, it's very good. They can also break down crystal gauge. They're like electric gauge or ice gauge for crystal. You break them down. And then there are onions that I like so much. Onions. Onions are like these little things. Like we have a rocket ship to go around in. But what will the Pikmin go around in? An onion. And an onion is very good because an onion, you store your Pikmin in like you're not using. It's like a ship for Pikmin? Yeah. But there's onions hidden around like every area, three onions to be exact. And some onions are white called, I think, like wallick instead of garlic. Oh. And there's then ones that are different colors. So there's always big puzzles to find them. They're often based on Pikmin. Like I had to get Arlick and I didn't have yellow Pikmin yet and it was on a cliff and I couldn't get it, but I got yellow Pikmin, threw it at them and boom, I got it. But the hardest puzzle that me and my mom couldn't figure out is that there was this big thing of water. There was an onion, a blue onion, which lets you carry more blue Pikmin and generates blue Pikmin from yep. your onion. And it, it was across the water, and it was hard to get. And so I got, I leveled up a watchy with Pup Drive, which is get, uh, getting, rescuing people, and to he could carry stuff that are 20, so 20 Pikmin. And... I can only carry 30 Pikmin at a time, and I took 30 Ice Pikmin to freeze the lake, so I could only use Ice Pikmin. So I froze the lake, and then I had so many problems, because I'm like, can I take them out and then throw it at them, but then the ice would break. So I upgraded a Watchy to uh, 20, and the onion was 20, and he carried it back, which I felt was a lot of effort paid off. Perfect. No, that's great. It it is cool how you're able to upgrade the guys and and, and use the different uh, Pikmin that have the different powers to solve the puzzles. I do I do enjoy, and I noticed Mom enjoys watching Pikmin. Um, so there's something to be said for that as well. They don't always grab her like that, but uh, so. Um, We'll just we'll move on from Pikmin real quick. I want to talk about a couple of other things. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about a movie that we saw the other day because we've been doing these movie nights, right? We do them regularly, but we did one. Uh, we di- we've seen two movies recently. One was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant uh, Mayhem Madness. I forget. 
But bottom line is I enjoyed it greatly as somebody who grew up with the Ninja Turtles. It is super cool. I love how it used the Spider-Verse style and all of that. And I love how the teens, teen actors were actually playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it just felt... You know, authentic and also funny. Anyway, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Did you like that one? It was good, but when I really think about it, it was at the worst side of my movie rating, I find. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, why do you think that was? I just feel like I've seen better movies, and some of it I didn't understand. Like, the guy says something that I was like an expression that I didn't understand. Yeah, I get I'm you. like, uh, okay. It felt like the movie skewed heavily to adult audiences, like people that grew up with the Ninja Turtles. So I think I totally... I saw that Clara liked it for the like Ninja Turtle craziness as a five-year-old, and then I liked it as an adult. But then I could see you as like a nine-year-old. We're like, eh, not as much. No, so okay. The other movie, and this is a movie I more wanted to talk about, was we just saw yesterday. So I we were doing a movie night, and we were looking at the Disney Plus lineup, and it's a lot of these movies we've now seen. It is funny to think to me that we've seen so many movies. But um, a lot of them we've now seen. And then there's this one, and I think it came to theaters like near the beginning of the COVID pandemic. It's a Pixar movie called Onward. And it is about these two sort of, like it's set in a a fictional world like Zootopia, except instead of animals, it's all like mythical creatures from centaurs to elves to dwarves, all of that sort of stuff, except they live in a town, they drive cars, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastical world like that. But the reason they started doing that world used to be magical, but... The ma- yeah. Yeah, and centers could run for, like, a long time, but then magic was very hard to learn, so then people got bored of it, and then one person invented the light bulb, and then stuff just got technology, yeah, they, they technology. Con- yeah, they kind of abandoned magic. So there was magic in this world, and now it's gone. And uh, so that's the... Pre- and then the premise is that these two brother elves, like their father died when they were younger, and they they find a way to cast a spell to meet with their dad again for one day, and then things don't go as planned, and they have to go on a quest and a journey to to be able to see their dad before the day ends. Um, and then that quest, of course, is heavily inspired from Dungeons & Dragons, stuff like that. And there's so much craziness that happens. Yeah. And there was... I read this book that was about Dungeons & Dragons and this, like, gelatin cube that would stuck... Like, anything that touched would go inside it was in it. So I actually knew what that was, yeah. which made me feel good. Well, I saw in the credits it says special thanks to Wizards of the Coast for the use of the gelatinous cube and the Beholder. And I didn't see the Beholder. He's a scary creature. I didn't see him in the movie. I'd have to watch it again. But the thing I, I did want to stress is, is how much I enjoyed this movie. And I think, like, the mom really, really enjoyed it, too. You and Claire, I think, enjoyed it. I'm not sure to the same extent, but like I was like flabbergasted. I thought this movie was so good, and I felt it was really underserved by kind of the reviews. Uh, I think it came out around COVID time. Uh, it was just like it's just unfortunate to me that the movie didn't get as much attention as it, it it did. And I understand for you as a girl, there's not as many. It's two boys, so that's always, you know, not as 
not necessarily as attractive as if there were girl lead characters. But I will say that I just like for me, it it hit all cylinders, and I think it's a movie that I I never hear anybody talking about it. And uh, it is funny too because Chris Pratt does the voice of one of the brothers, and Chris Pratt's the guy who does the Mario voice, um, and he also does the voice of the guy in the Lego Movie. Like this guy does everybody's voice all the time, but he was so good in this. Like I think this is his best one, and um, he was the rock and roll brother, you know, like yeah. the more like the crazy one that everyone thought was. A screw up, yeah, yeah, screw up. yeah. But but uh, and, and Tom Holland, who is who is Spider Man in the live action movies, does plays the other brother, and he's kind of the more meek brother. But uh, and and Julia Louis Dreyfus, who's Elaine on Seinfeld and in Veep and in so many other things, she plays their mom and has a great role as well. And uh, there's other. I won't surprise some of these characters that are in there are pretty pretty well well done. But it made me laugh so hard. And then about three two thirds through the movie, I was like, I was like, this movie is is so much better than I thought it was. But it's like funny and adventure and action set pieces and escapes and all of this. But then there there's in the last third it it really it pulled that Pixar magic of making me be like oh no I'm getting water in my eyes I'm feeling like I'm gonna cry or whatever so it was really yeah I thought that the stuff at the end was really sad and really good but I love that movie the part that was funniest for me is the mother did this yoga when she says I'm a mighty warrior and and like the big bad guy, she finished off with a sword, and she's the like, yoga move. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm a mighty warrior. <laughs> yeah, I know that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was it. That was a good. That was a good one. So we've already gone past time. The last thing I wanted to, to I thought it would be good to get a kid's perspective on uh, Christmas. Uh, what. Christmas sort of like traveling and visiting family and visiting folks. So we went up to see your your grandpa. We still haven't seen my brother yet. We're hoping to see him this weekend and we're like well into January, but people have just been like really busy cuz they're balancing all their Christmas stuff. But was there something that you liked and something that you might not have liked as much about about the visiting? So I loved going to my grandpa's. It's always so fun. It's so peaceful there, and I find it so wild there and nice. And I have a huge bed there, yeah. which I don't have here, sadly. You will soon. Yeah, and that was fun, and I really liked it. But I had two downside travels, going to my mom's godmother's, I'm pretty sure, Susie's and they were having their Christmas celebration there. They invited a bunch of people. I had no idea who they were. Because that's something I remember of when I was a kid. I remember my parents hauling me to places where there was a bunch of other adults that I did not know and that they would all be like, hey, how's it going? Or they would be talking to you and you would feel like, I don't know who you were. So do you felt some of that? Yeah, like some of the kids, like one kid named Broody, I think I've only met once. And one girl, I have no idea who she is and how the she's related to any of the people here. I didn't know, and I just felt like I didn't get it. And they all knew each other, and I didn't. Also, the 
appetizers that's usually all right all right i don't <laughs> so want you to slam everything about because you, you had a good time Susan. we we did have some fun it's just that i understand i understand that you you didn't like certain parts of it and i think it's worth remembering like as parents when we're all trying to do these things and see everybody and all of that 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 it's good to like you know think about what do our kids really want and i and i do think that sometimes i think oh kids are going to play with other kids and everybody's going to get along just because they're all kids and that's not always the case either right yeah and the other celebration i went to was way better than that one personally was with i think my dad's half of the family and i went there and there was only one kid older than me named Henry and then there was some other a bunch of kids that were younger than me, like I think one or two or three. And we had fun and I painted some of their faces with face paint. But I felt at the end I was getting bored and I felt like because I'm scared of dogs and they had a dog and there were two dogs the nice one and the not nice one the nice one had a pink collar and I felt it was very calm but the other one barked a lot and like adults were always calling me over to see the dog same at Susie's place too because they just think because it's my dog it's going to be friendly which I really think right is wrong. It is it is uh, a bad habit that dog owners have. They're like, oh, you're scared of dogs? Well, don't worry. My dog's the one. He's the good one. And he's going to convert you from being scared of dogs because he'll be so nice. But that's not how it works, you know? And, and they need to... The, the right reaction when somebody says you're scared of dogs isn't, oh, you should meet my dog. He's the best one. It's Okay, I'm gonna keep my dog away from you. That's the, that's that's the right. Thing. I I just I just like imagine if it was spiders and people were you were like I'm scared of spiders and you're like Have you seen this spider though? He's the best spider. And then you're holding it and it's like no, that's not how being scared of spiders works. Um, so Gwen, we're going to uh, I'm gonna to move to the end of the show I'm gonna what's called the outro did you have anything you wanted to talk about uh, or mention about Christmas or anything yeah. before we go uh one thing that I was getting better with dogs but I walk home alone a lot like by myself you make it sound like I'm a negligent parent no I hate this after school program the, none of my friends are really in my group in it yeah and plus you're getting kind of old for it we live around the corner from so the school three days a week I walk home by myself yeah two of them I walk home I'm a good parent I walk home with my friend but the Wednesday the day in between those two days is the worst because I walk home by myself and it's pretty normally goes normal but on the hill near my school there was there's this big dog that's been attacking children a lot like I know okay barking at children not like like jumping and ripping at them or anything oh yeah he does that okay fine he jumped on these two little kids once and I find he wasn't very well trained and he was uh, I once he full body wrestled this little girl and the mom of her like had some disabilities and I felt really bad because he couldn't really defend her and she was just getting full body wrestled by that dog 
And so I was walking home and that dog just decided to take a lunge at me. And he like, he lunged at me and then the owner just came over who was dressed in black and pulled him away. And then was like, I talked to the daughter and he's like, I told you to hold on to him and didn't even apologize to me and just went, kept on going. Which made me feel really like people have told him to be better with his dog many times and I just, it really frustrated me. No, I can't believe you. And he has a kid at the school too, I'm pretty sure, this guy with the dog. Two. Yeah, so it's just a matter of like, I think he's been spoken to before. I like how you're using your podcast platform to take shots at people. Hey. Uh, this is this is here. You're, you're calling them out. Whatever. You're allowed. Um, it's but, not like you're going to show it to them. No, but we're going to air the show. And, you know, it's Dungeons and Diapers. There's millions and millions of fans. By you that, know? you mean like 100 fans and not millions. Sure, I'll take 100. All right. Um, so that's going to do it. Thank you, Gwen, for this episode of uh, Dungeons and Diapers. Thank you to Ryan and his family. Caden, uh, I'm expecting, from the from the earlier half of the show. Um, th- we're going to be back with a more regular episode soon. In the meantime, you can reach us at dad at tgistudios.com with your emails. All our episodes are up online at tgistudios.com slash dad. Ryan and I are, are Twitter users, X users, as you may call them, uh, at Croft and Steers uh, on X for me, at R. Murphy uh, for Ryan. And the show has a Twitter account at DND. Cast, uh, where you can find out whenever a new episode drops. And I would be remiss if I didn't plug our Discord, which has uh, an active channel on the Gamers In uh, uh, main Discord. There's a D- Dungeons and Diapers channel. We're always getting into shenanigans in there. You can bring your best parent questions. If you have questions for Gwen, that would be a good place to leave them or feedback. I would love to read them to her. She would love that. Um, and uh, yeah, so maybe we maybe we will hear from Gwen again this year. So thank you so much, Gwen. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>